anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Yay. Welcome to History of a Haunting, guys. It is our four-year anniversary episode. And wow. yeah, man, four years. I'll tell you what. Um, it's uh, When Archie and I started this in 2019, we literally didn't think we'd last six months. We didn't. We were like, we're going to run out of topics. We're not going to have any listeners. We're not going to... None of that. Um, and I think everybody already knows the, the infamous story of how I texted him one night and was like, let's start a paranormal podcast. And his immediate reply to me was, how drunk are you? Um, <laughs> so fair. fair. I mean, it was accurate because I was. Um, but I I texted him back and I'm like, well, you know, a little, but it, it still doesn't mean that it's not a good idea. So um, we talked a little bit. He came over and we talked a little bit about like, what should we do and how should we do it and what should we call it? And and you know all of that stuff and it's there's a lot of work that goes into a podcast and you know that as well as as anybody um but in the beginning we had just my macbook laptop and um a a whole lot of gumption um that's it (laughs) and uh so it the history of a haunting podcast was born in my uh, at the island in my kitchen. So um, from there, we were like, okay, well, you know, we're starting to get more and more listeners and and this isn't, you know, too bad. And holy crap, we used to love in the beginning, we used to love to to check the um, countries that were listening to us. We were like, holy shit, Italy's on board now. And oh my God, Australia. And, you know, it was a lot of fun to watch it grow so organically um, because we didn't have any money. We still don't have any money to like actually like promote it and do ads and things like that. So um but it was like, well, what do we want the colors to look like? And what do we want the font to be? And what do we want the tagline? And what do we want the, you know, um, all of that was a thing. And then I had to figure out uh, what, who, our, who our publisher was going to be and how that worked. Um, I had to figure out how to edit it and not only edit it, but convert it to MP3 so that it could be uploaded to all the pot. It was a huge, huge process that I had to teach myself. Um, and so here we are four years later and my God, the things that, uh, we've been able to do because of the podcast, uh, the things we've been able to experience through the podcast. Um, I was, was listening to some earlier episodes, um, with Archie and particularly the Queen Mary, cause we just did the Queen Mary. Um, and I, remember always teasing him about oh we got to go here and when we're going to go here and we're adding this to the road trip list and we've been to a lot of those places like human territorial prison winchester mystery house alcatraz we all went to the fucking stanley hotel you know and we stayed in room 217 and we stayed in room 420 the two most haunted rooms at the stanley hotel um and we had some experiences there uh you joined the show and I think it's fair to say that the podcast definitely um, created a fork in your life's path um, and it changed For your sure. life in in um, a bunch of different ways. You're a paranormal investigator now and um, we've investigated yeah. Trans-Allegheny and like it's just been... Yeah, I got to say, if you would ask me, you know, 10 years ago, if I thought that I'd be doing this, I would have said, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> right. 
Well, and plus, like, I don't like I you love to talk. You love to talk in front of people. You're whatever. And I don't <laughs> so <laughs> really do social media. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff right. that you're like so great at and you really enjoy. Like, I'm just kind of the opposite. Right. So, like, yeah. you know, I'm not that I'm quiet or reserved as a person, but just for sure not public. Uh, yeah. In that kind of public arena, though, I mm -hmm. don't. I don't really do that um and i hate public speaking so it's odd that here i am yeah you're constantly dragging me always in a good way like out of my shell out of mm -hmm. uh, my comfort zone to yeah. go yeah like hey yeah. we're gonna be on a panel i'm like hey fuck you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um all of that kind of stuff so yeah yeah and you know here i am traveling around yeah uh These going crazy. to sanatoriums i mean who i mean fucking, it, who knew who in can the see dark that in their yeah. lives? seriously right. seriously i and you know i think it's something that um I, I was talking to aaron bush who runs our website she's a very dear friend of ours she fills in when one of us can't be on the show but i was talking to her and about just some paranormal thing and I was like, what the fuck is my life that these are the conversations I'm having now? Um, I was hoped I would be. But the fact that I'm like, you know, hey, Laura, we just got a REM pod. And hey, Laura, we're going to investigate, you know, one of the most infamous haunted locations that's an asylum privately overnight and you know bring your this and bring your that and don't forget your emfs and don't forget your so these are conversations that i was hoped that i would have but never ever in a million years thought i would and now that i have them i'm like this is super weird like andrea perrin is one of our personal friends what i'm sorry what um so the the podcast has really grown in in so many ways and a lot of that has to do with, um, obviously, the you know the diff the ideas and the different things that Archie and I implemented, and then the the ideas and different things that you and I implemented when you came on board and you took over for Archie, um, and it's just afforded us some really amazing places to see. Because it's it's not just here in the like we've seen Ohio State Reformatory. We went to Old Hospital on College Hill. We have so many places to investigate um, on the wish list for 2024. But we also got to go to London and Paris, and you got to see the Tower of London, and right. all of these amazing haunted locations that we've covered. I got to see the Paris catacombs. I got to go to Versailles. It. Um, it it was just this podcast has really um brought amazing things into my life and the friends and the family that we've made and created over the last four years is phenomenal we've met some amazing investigators and learned from some of the best people in the business um for sure the friends we've made is, yes. i mean that's a huge thing huge thing um, and there are so many great people that we get to meet besides, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, our fans are fantastic, oh, God, uh, yeah. the best. And They're then, the best. um, I mean, and we do it obviously for them. Uh, mm -hmm. and then, and just cause you know, and pure, we just enjoy it. We, I mean, if we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't do it. So, um, that's it very takes true. a lot of time and it's a lot of work, you know, and yeah. we enjoy it. We do it for fun. So and we, we do. you guys have fun while you listen. Yeah. Um, 
and mm. we've enjoyed we enjoy having our guests on you know we're always learning stuff and uh, mostly how to mispronounce things and then try to pronounce them and then what the meaning of things are and made up words that carrie likes to make up and then you yeah. know there's so many things so many. psychical psychical, <laughs> psychical. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to this week's uh, Snack Size episode, go listen to that. No, that was in South... We that's recorded the so South many. Shield. South Shield. That's Thank the, per- per- the Poltergeist. Yeah, right, yeah. We've recorded so many episodes tonight. It's nuts. Um, but then we started YouTube. And you and Archie were both like, man, I don't want to start YouTube. And I'm like, too bad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're starting YouTube. And... Um, and uh yeah so we do podcast events i really enjoy the podcast events that we do where you know we took everybody to the 1910 jail and we did yeah that was such a great time i mean we have merch we people are buying our merch and wearing our merch and the crazy thing about that too is um our pod people are are seeing our our listeners and our fans and our friends in our merch at the grocery store and they're like oh my god i love that podcast that podcast is so great i love carrie i love laura and um that's super weird uh when aaron calls me at five o'clock in the morning after she's just played a set and she's like oh my god you gotta listen to this story met a girl got talking about podcasts and I said oh have you ever heard a history of a haunting or her friend was like oh yeah I, I love paranormal podcasts have you ever she asked Aaron EKB have you ever heard a history of a haunting and Aaron's like that's my best friend shit like that just blows my mind it just blows my mind and um or like when I was doing the tours in downtown Raleigh and I had a group of guests and two of the women recognized my voice and they were like, are you, do you have a podcast called history of a haunting? And I was like, I backed up like, and we had been to like five stops. So I Mm -hmm. was talking with them and friendly with them, but I backed up like they were brand new strangers that just like, (laughs) I didn't know. I was like, what, uh, who wants to know? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Do you like it? Do you you like it? Do you not? Um, yeah, so, yeah, and, you know, um, that was the first time I had, they asked, somebody asked for my autograph. It was just fucking weird shit um, that you, you know, we hoped for, but we never expected. It's an independent podcast, so it's, and like I said, we don't have money, so we don't promote it a lot, but um, we got to go to our first paranormal convention, so there's been a lot of things that um, the podcast has um, brought into our lives. And, um, the most important thing is all of the listeners, all of the listeners, man, you guys are fantastic. All of the YouTube viewers. Holy crap. We love you guys. We love you guys. We love the comments. We love the interaction. Um, it's something that is never, ever taken for granted by either one of us. And I'll tell you, and I'm, this is for me and it may be true for you too, Laura, but there have been times, especially in the last year that, um, this podcast has really brought joy to my life when there was very little of it. Um, it's been a very difficult year. 
and um, just getting um, sitting down with you every Sunday and doing the podcast and joking and laughing and, and having guests on has been such a wonderful respite from the constant chaos and stress and worry that um, I've been under and that you've been under. Um, it's something I look forward to and sometimes we have to push it off and sometimes we can't do an episode that week, but we always come back to it. We always come back to it and it's always a ton of fun. Um, so I personally want to thank all of the listeners and the viewers and you guys are the reason, like Laura said, that we keep doing this. I also want to thank, um, Aaron Bush for um, <laughs> Yay, adding Aaron's the best, Aaron's the best. <laughs> um, and I want to thank her for adding us to our uh, her ragtag bunch of folks that she works for and helps out um, because she really has taken a lot off of my plate um, by managing the website and doing all the fun um, thumbnails and stuff that you guys see when we are doing our little TikTok promos and stuff like that. And I want to thank, um, of course, always um, you, because this podcast is not, um, it's not anything without you, the camaraderie that you and I have and the joking and the laughter. And um, you really sunk your teeth into this role and you really um, took it seriously to take it over from Archie when he decided to step back from the podcast. Um, and you were like, all right, this is, this is my job now. And you really, you just went with you know gusto and and you haven't stopped since and you well, bring you. such amazing wonderful wonderful things to the show um you have, have you have really wonderful ideas that i know that now you you hesitate to tell me about because if i think they're great they're gonna get fucking done immediately <laughs> <laughs> yes i've opened my mouth one too many times but yes, thank you and thank you times. for for you know having the faith in me and um yeah having me on and it's just been a lot it's been a lot of fun i've learned a yeah. lot yeah about myself and about you know obviously the paranormal which i'm still yeah. learning yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff about about how to you know how to do a podcast how to write something and try to be right know, yeah entertaining and informative and you know and not like so totally much. dry and boring you know yeah so much goes so, into it you're excellent yeah it really, you're really excellent but yeah, yeah. You're it's really, really excellent. Just a great time. Yeah. So Thank fun. you. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you have joined me on it. And quite honestly, guys, I'll be, uh, to be frank, um, when Archie decided to step down from the podcast, I did have a moment of time where I thought, well, this is, this, this is it then because, um, it was, it was our podcast. And when he decided he didn't, couldn't do it any longer, I, I had a moment for where I was going to end the podcast. And I told Laura, I called Laura and I told her and, and she was like, oh, okay. And then like not long later, she called me back and she was like, but what if we don't end it? Like, what if, what if we don't, like, what if we just keep going with it? Because I think we can keep going with it. And I was like, are you sure? And and she was like, yeah. And so it, Laura's actually the one that saved the podcast because I was going to end the show. I was going to end it when Archie left. Um, so well, Laura and you really, really you the love one. the show, and I, I was like, why? Like, yeah. why would you stop doing it? Like, yeah. you really love it. Like, it's the your, idea was it's breaking your baby. My heart. You know what it I mean? Is, like, yeah. you love it. Yeah. Like, don't stop doing something you love. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and you were right, and you're always right, and it drives me insane because literally never ever wrong about a lot of things, guys. It's really <laughs> fucking annoying. 
But um, so to that, and I just want to say happy anniversary, Laura. Thank you so much for coming on this crazy ride with me. Um, I have the best time with you. And here's to another four years. Let's see what we're doing in eight years. Um, I thought by now we'd run out of the locations, but God damn, there are a ton. They're just a ton. <laughs> we, <laughs> we already have so many. So uh, many. Yeah. Like so, we're so good many. for a while. So yeah, it's super fun. And yeah. again, I'm, I, I, I'm always learning. I love the history. Um, I love, you know, just doing the, doing the recording with you. That is always yeah. a good time. So. And you love me. I do love you. I love you too. So, um, the last person I do want to say thank you to, um, last, but certainly never, ever, ever least, um, and I'm probably going to cry. So sorry. Um, is Archie. So, um, without him, we would never have started this. And, um, he is so much a part of this show all the time, even though he's not on it any longer. Um, but this is his legacy. And, um, so I want to say thank you to Archie because he could have easily been like, absolutely not. And I would not have done it by myself. (laughs) Um, but he didn't. So, um, you are, yeah, so much a part of, of this celebration. So thank you, Archie. I love you very much. Um, and to that end, let's get to it because we have a really creepy fucking place. Um, and this was suggested to us by a number of, excuse my tears, by a number of um, Quit listeners. your crying. I know, right? <laughs> suggested to us by a number of listeners. Um, but the first person that suggested it is uh, my dear friend Libby. And you met Libby at oh, the 1910 Libby. jail. Yeah, yes. Libby's great. Libby is great. She is wonderful. And her last name is Lanier. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to tell you all about uh, the curse of Lake Lanier. Now that I've figured out that we can, you know, do videos on camera, whatever. Uh, anyway, take it away, Laura. Uh, well, nobody cares. Drop right. those sources. So, I, right, sources. All that's interesting.com, CNN.com, styleblueprint.com, yourtango.com, and agc.com. All right. Yay. Okay. All right. This place is fucked up. Super excited. All right. <laughs> so each year, more than 10 million people visit Lake Lanier in Gainesville, Georgia. Though unsuspecting the massive placid lake might look, it's considered one of the deadliest in America. Uh, indeed, there have been 700 deaths at Lake Lanier since its construction in 1956. Also, it just uh, looks fucking creepy. It does look a little creepy. It looks like a little um, bit like nerves, like neurons. I don't know. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm it not a fan. No. <laughs> well, this shocking number of accidents at the lake has led many to theorize that the site may, in fact, be haunted. Uh, and given the controversial <laughs> circumstances surrounding Lake Lanier's construction and a history of racial violence in the ruins of the former town of Oscarville that lie beneath the lake's surface there might be some truth to this idea. So in 1956, the United States Army Corps of Engineers was tasked with creating a lake uh, to provide water and power to parts of Georgia and to help um, to prevent the Chattahoochee River from flooding. And I'd just like to say Chattahoochee. Um, <laughs> I mean, who does it? It's so fun. Say it. Listen, Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee. Say Listen, it. Alan Jackson so has a You song. can't say that without yeah. a smile. It's, it's fun. All right. So Lake Lanier has 692 miles of shoreline, making it the largest in Georgia and far, far larger than the town of Oscarville, 
which the Corps of Engineers forcefully emptied so the lake could be built. Yeah. So in total, 250 families were displaced. Uh, roughly 50,000 acres of farmland were destroyed or otherwise engulfed by the lake's waters over its five-year construction period. Uh, the town of Oscarville, however, was strangely not demolished before the lake was filled and its ruins still rest at the bottom of Lake Lanier. Fucking creepy. That is creepy. So... As their land filled with water in 1956, locals jammed roads and bridges to watch as history vanished before their eyes. Uh, whatever they had abandoned was covered by the rising waters. So even the lake's naming was contentious. Uh, some local officials wanted to name it after Georgia politicians. Others sought to name it after a legendary football coach. Uh, eventually, they decided to name it after Sidney Lanier an 18th century Georgia poet who wrote Song of the Chattahoochee. Nope. I mean, I cannot disagree. Listen, Alan Jackson has a song. (laughs) It's all about the Chattahoochee. It's really kind of twangy, but good old-fashioned country. You need to listen to it. I think you'd like it. Anyway, here's Sydney Lanier. All right. Hi, Sydney. Hi. No Uh, relation to my friends, I don't think. Right. Well, some families later regretted their decision once they realized they couldn't survive on what the government had offered them. Uh, But the lake brought multiple benefits, including flood protection from the Chattahoochee, which flows west of Atlanta. Today, now you can't, you just start laughing. I can't. No, yeah, thanks. Today, Lake Lanier has about uh, 625 billion gallons of water. Wow. The equivalent of 950,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Jesus. So, and they yield mysterious stories. So, to prepare the land to be filled with water, the Army Corps engineers demolished or moved anything they considered dangerous. They uprooted trees and hauled them away. Barns and wooden structures that could float and endanger watercraft were were moved. Uh, Major infrastructure, such as bridges and water intakes, were relocated. Sounds easy peasy. Right, no problem. Uh, (laughs) But the community had a cemetery. So while the Corps identified and moved marked graves, it's likely that some unmarked ones were inadvertently left behind, um, said uh, Caesar Ybor, a spokesman for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So the technological capability to identify and verify unmarked burial sites through subsurface scanning or other means was far less robust 70 years ago. Uh, fair. Right. That's, that's fair. So while the Corps made every effort at the time to locate unmarked burials, uh, he added that the limited capabilities of the time make it probable that unanticipated finds of human remains are possible. Whether from the antebellum and civil war periods or from uh, Native American origin from pre-colonial and ancient times. But that's interesting that he says that because divers that have gone down there have taken pictures of headstones right. at the bottom of the lake. So they clearly didn't move even marked Everything. graves. Yeah. yeah. So what about that, Carlos Yabor? <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Caesar Yabor. So divers have reported finding fully intact streets, walls, and houses making it the single most dangerous underwater surface in the United States. So the flooded structures coupled with declining water levels are presumed to be a major factor in the high number of deaths that occur yearly at Lake Lanier, catching swimmers and holding them under or damaging boats with debris. Fuck. 
yeah right like don't fucking go to that lake so an old auto racing track near gainesville was also left behind it remains at the lake bottom although the core removed its bleachers so they wouldn't float to the surface and cause a hazard for boats they left an uh, entire racetrack yeah All right the block foundations of some small buildings also were submerged or sent so some people have complained have claimed to hear church bells from a sunken church but Yabor told CNN that's not possible. So no such structure, quote, no such structure was known to be left behind due to the height issue if it had a steeple, as well as the floating wood issue, quote he said. So okay. over the when the lake's water levels dropped during drought, submerged roads, tire parts, and other artifacts have been exposed. Well, and also who mean. could like believe Yabor? went about yeah, the church there. he doesn't know he's exactly and he's already proven wrong by the the headstones right they moved all the marked so, graves but they didn't so a historian named russell believes unmarked graves uh were also were left behind because they were not easily identified and there was no fame family to claim them okay um the deaths at lake lanier aren't the typical sort though uh, while there are many instances of people drowning, there are also reports of boats randomly going up in flames, <laughs> freak accidents, missing persons, and inexplicable tragedies. There's randomly going up in flames. What the fuck? Right? Like, that shouldn't happen on water. Right? Spontaneous uh, boat combustion? What is going yeah, on? Never heard of this. Um, I mean, it could be meth, but if it's not, then it's I mean, it, it's... <laughs> They're all meth labs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's possible. Floating meth labs. All right. Have you seen the Ozarks? Okay, go on. Listen. So, <laughs> if you haven't watched the show, it's great. Um, some believe the region's dark past is responsible for these incidents. So legend asserts that the vengeful and restful, restless spirits of those whose graves were flooded, many of whom were black or persecuted and driven out by violent white mobs, are behind this curse. Well, wait do you hear the story. They probably are. Yeah, right? So, the town of Oscarville was once a bustling, turn-of-the-century community and a beacon for black culture in the South. At the time, 1,100 uh, black people owned land and operated businesses in Forsyth County alone. Uh, but on September 9th, 1912, an 18-year-old white woman named May Crow was raped and murdered near Browns Bridge on the Chattahoochee River banks right by Oscarville. According to the Oxford American, May Crow's murder was pinned on four young black people who happened to live in the area nearby. Siblings Oscar and Trussie Jane Daniel, only 18 and 22 respectively, and their 16-year-old cousin Ernest Knox. With them was Robert Big Rob Edwards, 24. Edwards was arrested for Crow's rape and murder and taken to jail in Cumming, Georgia, the seat of Forsyth County. So a day later, a white mob invaded edward's jail cell they shot him dragged him through the streets and hung him from a telephone pole outside the courthouse a month later ernest cox ernest knox i'm sorry and oscar daniel appeared in court for the rape and murder of macro they were found guilty by the jury in just over an hour hmm. some five thousand people watched the teenagers get hanged fucking hey dude that's some fucked up shit uh -huh. Trusty Daniels' charges were dismissed, but it's widely believed that all three boys were innocent of the crimes. Duh. So here's that photo. 
It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Jesus. So following Edwards' lynching, uh, white mobs known as Night Riders started going door-to-door across Forsyth County with torches and guns, burning down black businesses and churches, demanding that all black citizens vacate the county. As Nar City reported, to this day, less than 5% of Forsyth County's population is black. But perhaps Lake Lanier is haunted by some other force. Doubtful. Yeah. Um, you know, this reminds me of the... Um, sounds like a whole bunch of karma is what it sounds like. Right? <laughs> um, this story reminds me of the Tulsa race. It does, uh, yeah. Right. It reminds me of that because it was very successful, like Black Wall Street and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the most popular legend surrounding Lake Lanier is called the Lady of the Lake. And um, as the story goes, in 1958, there were two young girls named Delia May Parker Young and Susie Roberts. And they were at a dance in town, but they decided to leave early. Um, On the way home, they stopped to get gas and then left without paying for it. Because, you know, why would you? Um... They were driving across a bridge over Lake Lanier when they lost control of the car, spiraling off the edge and crashing into the dark waters below. And here's that bridge. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a year later, a fisherman out on the lake came across a decomposed, unrecognizable body floating near the bridge. At the time, nobody could identify who it belonged to. Um, And it wasn't until 1990 when officials discovered a 1950s Ford sedan at the bottom of the lake with the remains of Susie Roberts inside of it. Is this when they found it on Google? Somebody saw it on Google Maps or Google something and they saw the car and then they went and pulled it up? No. No. Oh, it sounds like that story. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of those. But yeah. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Yeah. So they found the remains of Susie Roberts inside. Um, Once they did that, they were able to identify the body found three decades earlier as Delia Mae Parker Young's. Um, But locals already knew who she was because they had reportedly seen her still in her blue dress, wandering near the bridge at night with handless arms. Um, also waiting to drag unsuspecting lake goers to the bottom of the lake. So for whatever reason, she was missing um, both of her hands when her body was found, both of her hands and her two of her toes. And for maybe, but also like she somehow got ejected from the car in the crash. Oh, I was like, yeah, maybe if she was driving. So maybe, like yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but the other girls, dude, for real, dude, for real. I'm all, I already know what happened. Yeah, wait, <laughs> that is, happens yeah. with bodies that are in water. <laughs> exactly. And That's only Bones, Bones uses words like predation. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm basically an expert now. You basically I'm are a forensic anthropologist. Know. We should put that at the end of your business card when you get them. Um, Over the years, divers have reported creepy sightings beneath the murky waters. Some tell it's been a very long night. Some tell stories of freaky catfish as big as Volkswagens. Freaky catfish. Wait till you. Yeah, I get to it. Trust me. YouTube is filled with divers showing videos of sunken houseboats and piles of 
of debris. Um, Between 1994 and October um, this year, 203 people have died in drownings and boating accidents at Lake Lanier, um, according to Mark McKinnon of the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. So in um, 20... Seriously, it's nuts. In 2017, longtime diver Buck Buchanan told local media that he sometimes felt body parts in the lake during his many excursions. You reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg and it doesn't move, he said. That's fucking gross. Is that not horrible? Um, but that's like, not don't a, go down there. Seriously, why are you diving down there? Um, <laughs> there's body parts everywhere. Bo- you no. just said and freaky no. catfish. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, catfish they can eat you. I'm 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 gonna pass. Wait till you hear the fucking story. <laughs> so right. this all has not affected the lake's popularity. I cannot about- believe that. I know. With about 12 million visitors last year, Lake Lanier was one of the most visited core-built lakes in the nation, um, which is run by the Army Corps of Engineers, which operates 464 lakes in 43 states. So in addition to the deaths and bodies in the lake, apparently there are giant catfish as well. (laughs) A truck... Dude, a truck carrying live chickens lost control and crashed, overturning the truck and dumping thousands of live chickens into the lake. The driver reported he then watched hundreds of 12-year-old boy-sized catfish surface and eat the chickens whole. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I need to know like, which 12 year old boys are they catfish, You know, the ones they like grab, you know, mm-hmm. those, like um, shows like the, you know, guys the in the crazy swamps, like pulling yes. them out. Like, yeah, fucking wild. That's crazy. I've never heard of catfish. 12 year old boy sized catfish. Because that's a Zane sized catfish. I was just going to say, a it's a Zane sized catfish. So now you're, we're going to look at Zane and we're going to be like, that catfish couldn't have been that big. <laughs> That is a big catfish. That's a big-ass catfish. <laughs> um, additionally, divers were sent down to repair the dam, corroborated the driver's claims, stating that the catfish are the size of Volkswagens. No fucking way. All right. Someone's <laughs> got to have a picture. I'm going to have to. I got to research You got to Google this. <laughs> All right. So some of the more recent deaths um, at the river... Besides the ghost stories of yore, um, you know, over there with yesteryear, uh, there are those that claim that the lake is haunted by the spirits of the 27 victims who have died in Lake Lanier over the years, but whose bodies were never found. Um, Just this year in July 30th, 24-year-old Thomas Milner tragically lost his life when he was reportedly electrocuted upon jumping into the water. Local news reports stated that while attempting to rescue Milner, one neighbor felt a burning sensation in the water, realizing that it was an electrical shock from an unknown source under the water. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> so his Milner's senseless senseless death, far too young, has now reignited talk that the lake may be haunted by the ghost of a young woman and or due to its history of violent racist events. Regardless of its size, for 700 people to have died in the lake in less than 70 years, something must be wrong. 
Um, the Army Corps of Engineers initially believed that the submerged town of Oscarville wouldn't cause any harm, but the lake also wasn't constructed to be recreational. It was meant right. to supply water from the Chattahoochee River um, <laughs> to towns and cities in Georgia. Right. So many of the deaths can likely be attributed to things as simple as not wearing a life jacket, drinking alcohol while out on the lake, which all of us dumb Americans do, accidents, or incorrectly assuming that shallow water is always safe. So Lake Lanier has seen more than 500 boating accidents, including some mysterious instances of boats going up in flames. It's said to be the most dangerous underwater surface in the United States. In droughts, an unpredictable lake floor becomes exposed, and ferry boats, cars, bodies and debris of all kinds get closer to the boats and swimmers at the surface. The chaotic lake floor makes dredging the lake um, for missing bodies that much more difficult. The water mm-hmm. depths are also unpredictable. One second you are shoulder deep and one second one step forward brings a 30 foot drop. There are parts of this lake um, that are they're so deep that they're actually would they're ta- would be taller than the Statue of Liberty. Wow! In this lake, yeah. So, multiple people have seen a shadow figure sitting on a raft with a pole um, to inch himself backward, forward, and side to side, despite the lake's extremely various floor depths, um, and he has a lantern to see by. There are other also reports of creepy sounds emerging from beneath the waters. Um, Sounds like bridge operator of the river sticks. All right, let's do right. Seriously. (laughs) Not only has Lake Lanier claimed the life of at least 675 of its visitors since it was built, the death toll climbing past 20 deaths per year on occasion. Uh, The most tragic drownings occur under strange conditions. Many strong swimmers have been lost, quote, close to shore and in calm water conditions. And some who survive near drowning in the lake have reported a feeling of, quote, being dragged beneath the water by invisible hands. Oh, the fuck no on this lake just keeps mm-hmm. getting more worse and more and more. Worse and, like, so and many worse. many reasons to not go there. So many reasons. Um, in just one of several life-threatening accidents on Lake Lanier um, that particular weekend, a large crowd of partiers suffered a shocking turn of events when an entire dock sank underneath them for no obvious reason. Several onlookers captured video footage of the dock sinking as people scrambled for dry land, after which, and we got to find them, I I didn't have the time, after which clips of the incident filmed from different angles were widely shared as memes on social media. Awesome. One of the most popular edits of the incident was dubbed Dockpocalypse 2021 and was set to Celine Dion's iconic 90s hit, My Heart Will Go On From (laughs) Death. I mean, people are cruel. I mean... Sometimes hilarious. Hilarious at the same time. Seriously. So, thankfully, no one was injured in this situation, but in separate Mm -hmm. incidents that same weekend, two people were transported to the hospital after suffering burns and other injuries in a boat fire, a boat capsized with five people on board, and another boat ran aground. Okay. Boats are not cheap. Why are you taking them to this lake? Mm Mm-mm. So, the last one, and one of the more famous deaths at the lake was in 2012, when Kyle Glover, the 11-year-old stepson of R&B artist Usher, was killed by a jet ski driven by family friend Jeffrey Hubbard as he and another child were being pulled on an inner tube. Mm. 
That's Kyle's terrible. is I I remember hearing about this, but I didn't know it was at this lake. Um, Kyle suffered a major brain injury on July sixth. Um, uh, as they were being towed on an inner tube behind a pontoon boat. Kyle mm. was unresponsive when pulled from the lake. Following the mid-afternoon crash, he and the teenager were flown to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta in Eggleston. The 11-year-old eventually died of heart failure. Um, yeah. So Hubbard, the guy driving the jet ski, was convicted of several charges, including homicide by a vessel and sentenced to f- serve four years in prison and 15 years on probation. So the death of her son prompted his mother to start a petition on change.org for the massive lake to be completely drained so officials can safely remove hazardous material and, quote, implement improved safety measures at the lake to ensure the well-being of all individuals engaging in personal watercraft and recreational activities. This incident, among others, underscores the urgent need for proper zoning, safety and complete overhaul measures within the lake, she said. Heavy traffic on, right? For sure. Heavy traffic on the lake has resulted in hundreds of boat collisions in the past three decades, according to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Um, The agency reported more than 170 boating and drowning deaths between 94 and 2018. Fucking shit. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the grieving mother... um, claimed that the construction of the 73-year-old man-made lake, which partially flooded the heavily black community of Oscarville, could be affecting the water's currents and poses a danger to those who use it for recreation. Um, At the time of the article, she had only obtained 3,000 signatures. That comes up often. People are like, you got to drain this lake. This lake is fucked up. You got to drain this lake. And they, they can't. They won't. They just won't. Um, but that is the wild curse of Lake Lanier. That is, is that not the most, it's crazy. That was awesome. I'm really surprised we have not covered this before because it's so, you know what, to be honest, I don't even know if I've heard of that. Like it's uh, been on some of those, like most terrifying places in America. You you see that Halloween. I've probably seen it in passing, but I just Mm -hmm. never really paid much attention to it. Yeah, now I'm going to sure. be on YouTube if you need me. Dude, I'm never <laughs> going into catfish. a fucking lake again. Yeah, for sure. If you find it, seriously, post it on the podcast page. I will. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, Curse of Lake Lanier. So that is our four-year anniversary episode. Libby, this one is for you. Thank you so much. She actually requested this like six months into the podcast. Um, Libby's been a hardcore hey, fan. you're welcome. Since day one. We'll get to <laughs> you eventually. Gotcha. We'll get to you eventually. Um, so yeah, that was that was that on that. Happy anniversary, my love. This is um, the best time Same to you. The best time I ever have, and I look forward to it every single week. So I'm gonna miss you while you're on vacation. Uh, you're back Thank now you. when this episode airs, but um, I'm gonna miss you while you're on vacation. And um, also, you know, again, Starbucks mugs. Uh, I know the routine. Yeah, you know the routine. Okay, good. Um, I know Nancy. You know my mother. Yes, you do. So let's tell them where people can follow us. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and the TikTok at HOH Podcast. And our personal page is on the TikTok at HOH Carrie and at HOAH Co-host Laura. Are you going to post any TikToks on your vacay? That's a plan. Yay. Good job. And because of Angelique. Because she's the best. Uh, Chichen Itza, we're going to go to Koba. We're going to go see monkeys. We're going to go 
Uh, Any of these places haunted? Uh, Well, I don't know. They used to like kill people in Chichen Itza and throw them in the throw them in the cenote. So, all right, we'll take your EVP recorder too then. All right, I'll do my best. I'm sure it'll be super <laughs> easy to do that in an outdoor area. Yeah, especially it's like <laughs> yeah. mobbed with super, people. Super, super packed. Okay, sure. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, all right. Well, guys, that is it for us. We are back next week with a brand new episode. Laura is back. What are we doing next week? I fucking forget. Let me just take a quick look. Something super fun. Something super, <laughs> super. Oh, it's that forest in Romania that I don't know how to pronounce. Oh, good times. Yeah. So (laughs) come back next week and listen to us murder a bunch of Romanian words. (laughs) (laughs) We lost that country a long time ago, so it's fine. It's really not a big deal. Um, Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. And as always, stay safe out there because you never know who or what catfish (laughs) is eating your chickens whole. (laughs) Seriously, catfish. All right, Laura's got to go look up YouTube videos. All right, bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you.